welcome back to Dave and Viv's Real Voices of Happy Valley, in which we chat to uh, interesting people who live mm. in the Calder Valley in West Yorkshire. And uh, this one, Viv speaks to uh, Emily Watnick, a New Yorker who lives these days in Hebden Bridge. Um, reminds me of our of adventures and our love of New York and the yeah. handful of times we've been there. Uh, New York always reminds me of Liverpool. The two cities seem to face each other um, looking over Ireland and across the Atlantic. They seem to have so much in common. It was from New York that uh, boats arrived with uh, American records that influenced the Beatles so much. Yeah. And it was from Liverpool that the Beatles went to New York. That's right. Made the name there. Yes, very much, and took over uh, American culture, having sort of um, changed uh, British pop culture so much. Uh, it's also an interesting ta- chat between two queens of the quiz world. Yes, I, I know, yeah. Emily's <laughs> fascinating with their times on quizzes. Yeah. And uh, you got on with her really well, didn't you? Yes, and... At- uh, before we started recording, she'd been telling me that she'd come over to England um, as part of her university course for a year. She then went back to America and then returned to London to the LSE where she fell in love and um, settled in this country and eventually ended up in the Calder Valley. So that's where we started. LSE for a year and uh, and then just sort of settled in, got jobs and started living a sort of ordinary British sort of life. Yeah. <laughs> did it suit you? I mean it must have done to an extent I think for it you did to very much so. I think put that's... down roots here. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's um I suppose more more my temperament, the uh, the British temperament. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not a very not a very noisy person, unlike a lot of New Yorkers. Yeah, so. I was going to say we think of New Yorkers <laughs> as being brash and loud, yes, don't yes, we? And yes. <laughs> that that's. Uh, yeah, yes. maybe you are compared to the. People. Well, I think perhaps I am, but my, my <laughs> husband always had a bit of problems with that. We used to go over to see my see my family, and at the beginning, he thought it was something straight out of a Woody Allen movie. But, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, us Brits are fascinated <laughs> yes. by all that. So what made you move then from London or down south generally to Hebden Bridge? Well, we were we were thinking about retiring. Gavin retired a few years before I did and was sort of keen to get out of London and I was fine with that as an idea. Mm. And we looked around a lot of places. We had a couple of friends up here. We had the to the people who we knew from the Labour Party in Croydon, who mm. also childminded our oldest son for a couple of years and then uh, left us to move to Halifax about 30-odd years ago. Right. So when we were thinking about where can we go, we'd been up to visit a few times. We got taken to lunch at the Trades Club one time mm-hmm. and just sort of taken around and gone, gone for walks and things. And this is all rather nice. Mm. And noticed that they had sort of trains and buses, which a lot of country places don't have so we right. can take back yeah. which is quite important for me because I am a diehard Crystal Palace fan and really uh, and <laughs> yeah. still well, have my season ticket uh, yeah. after all these years <laughs> so it was quite important for me to sort of be able to get back mm. and Gavin went along with that and uh, but it was basically it was it seemed like a nice interesting place and you weren't stuck in the middle of nowhere there were 
things to do. There was the obviously the trades club, the cinema, all these sort of various activities, mm. and the links to Leeds and Manchester and further further away. So it seemed a good place to to go to retire to. Absolutely, so, yeah. Came up here. It's just what a lot of people just don't realise, do they? They think yeah. they're like hicks in the north with you know <laughs> no way of getting round, but it's it's quite. It is Vibrant, quite good. And it? also one of my sons went to university in Sheffield and right. used to go and visit. And then he did a uh, another degree in, in Manchester. And this was about 10 years ago we went up to visit him. And it was um, it was a beautiful, sunny summer, summer's day. And they had some sort of festival on at the, uh, the town hall in Manchester with sort of like deck chairs out in front of the town hall. <laughs> right, yeah. So there we were, sort of sitting in the bright sunshine, drinking Aperol spritzes sort of uh, in mm. a deck chair outside Manchester Town Hall, and we're thinking, yeah, the north, that could work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Little did we know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm, well, I'm glad you made your home round here. Yeah. And um, one of the things, before we talk about the U3A, which yeah. you're involved in, uh, I'm just endlessly fascinated by the fact that you are on Only Connect, which is a very British kind it of is, uh, English yes. even um, quiz show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it came about um, a very old friend of ours, somebody Gavin shared a house with at university, has sort of spent years being a sort of semi-professional quiz person and is basically, right. seems to be part of the quiz aristocracy of, of Britain mm. and... Uh, and she's been on various shows, almost makes a living from it. And uh, yeah, and she wanted to go on Only Connect and have an all women team. Mm. So um, and she, I, I used to do quizzes like you know pub quizzes, and we had a, one of the Labour Club in Croydon. I used to go to. She, she knew I did quizzes, so I got invited along with another friend of hers who also had been on various quiz shows and was mm. fortunately quite a, quite a bit younger than us, so knew things about popular culture and yeah. video games and the Marvel Universe and all the other sort of stuff that, you know... It does help, to, doesn't it, it does to have help, a wide so. range of stuff on yeah. your So team. anyway, so, yeah. yeah, we auditioned for this, this mm. thing and uh, we got on and it was... it was had a, We had an absolutely lovely time. It was in Cardiff. Yeah. And they put us up in a sort of pleasant mid-range sort of hotel and mm. gave us a, you know, when we were staying overnight, gave us a small allowance for, for dinner and... Uh, and um, we just went out to this this sort of shed on the outskirts of of uh, Cardiff where they were filming this thing, and uh, mm. and everyone was absolutely lovely, and it was yeah. it was a great time. The other teams were all really friendly, and the, the people running it were great, and it was just one of the best experiences I've ever had, really. Oh, that's really nice yeah. to hear because yeah, I love it. watching it. For yeah. those of you who don't know. It's hosted by Victoria Corrin Mitchell, right. who is terribly posh and quite funny. Um, and she's just had a baby, apparently. She's she 51. just had a baby. Well, this is, we did this in 2016, right. and she had her first child was about a year old, I think, at the time. So, mm. so she had this trailer outside the studio where they were filming, and she'd basically be in there with the baby and sort of come oh, out, right, you know, yeah. in time to do the filming. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's um, it's very kind of... Well, it sounds complicated when you explain it, but it's not really, is it? It's finding connections mm-hmm. between clues that, on the face of it, have nothing to do with each yeah, other, yeah. you know. And then that they have that wall, and uh, yeah, it's great. So anyone who hasn't seen Only Connect, catch up with it. I can't understand the scoring system, not scoring, but when people are 
knocked out and when they carry on to another round we had a diagram (laughs) (laughs) it was incredibly complicated we never worked it out right we never worked it out at all but i think somewhere still on my phone there there is the diagram of what happens when right um we ended up somehow in this sort of by being undefeated all the way, we managed to get all the way to the final. Wow. And it was getting very, very complicated because at the same time, <laughs> Crystal Palace were in the FA Cup final. Oh, right. And it was going to be, the, they were going to film the final like the morning after the cup final. Yeah. Which instead of having it in the old, like in the old days, three o'clock on a Saturday, mm. it was sort of 5.15 on a Sunday. Right. And I had to make sort of, I, I think I became their most awkward contestant ever in terms of, <laughs> can I please, please, please sort of uh, film a day later? And uh, yeah, and I, I really need to go to this. They're my team. So, yeah. I mean, we lost, obviously, because that's what we well, do. But, uh, <laughs> that's not the point. But yes, yeah. yeah, so there was all this going on at the same time. And we mm-hmm. had, it was one point we had uh, visitors coming up for the weekend and we had, um, uh, tickets to go to the theatre in Leeds and all sorts of things. And I have to keep saying, no, we're still in it. Yeah. Sorry, can't come home yet. <laughs> oh, dear, we seem to be in the final. <laughs> so did did they accommodate all your, they did, your yeah. strange they, requests? Yes, they did in the end, yes. <laughs> That's marvellous. Which was yeah. rather nice because usually if you, uh, if you do this sort of thing, you know, your entire life has to stop for television. You know, you're told when to turn up and you turn mm. up. So it was actually good that they were able to sort of be a little yeah. bit flexible. That's well, right. it kind of, it sort of boosts my confidence in them in a way because yeah. I sort of think they're a bit different from the normal television, mm. you know, um, like factory mm. process people through and out the mm. other side. Yeah, well, it is very thing. much, very much like that. Well, you, you, have you been on a... I've been, been on, on the chase. Oh, oh God, yes. Yes, because I auditioned for that recently, <laughs> and it did very much street? seem like the Not. factory. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, they film, oh, I think five episodes a day or yeah, something, yeah. and um, and unfortunately, I'd been on the Weakest Link as well oh, a long right. time before that in two thousand and one, um, and this bloke came in, and I thought I know him. You know, he came in for the chase, uh, sort of waiting room thing so I know him and he was he'd been on the weakest link with me and I had to tell them and so did he and I said does it really matter it was like 15 16 years ago whatever and said oh no there'll be people watching who recognize both of you and think that you've been in touch the whole time you know so okay fair enough but um so he had to go and come back another day but luckily he lived in London where it was being mm-hmm. filmed, so, you know, it wasn't too much for him. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I auditioned for that. I haven't heard anything more. But um, Well, actually, I didn't we, for we, two years. Yeah, really, yeah, mm. so maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'd forgotten about it. I just assumed mm-hmm. I hadn't got on. It was at least two years later they rang up and started asking me general knowledge questions on the phone. Oh, right. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> okay. Who are you? <laughs> they said, oh, sorry, you know, it's the chase. And, yeah, so um, so don't give up. No. Well, um, we'd actually been on um, years ago, about you know, 15 years ago, we'd been on Eggheads. As oh, well, really? Wow. Not with the same people I did only connect with, so with some other friends. Mm. We came very close to winning, oh. but we didn't. And I think they, we got quite a uh, complicated question at the end, and the other team, and the eggheads got quite a simple one, which we would have known. But they mm. did say we were one of the good, the, one of the better teams they played against. Oh, well, that's, but uh... then two years later, 
our older son went on with a bunch of his uh, school friends. Mm. And he actually won. Oh, wow. They won £9,000 to split between them, which, you know, given they were all students at the time, yeah, was, uh, they probably not needed to be the money more than we did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well. But we, we were sort of, you know, a bit, bit taken aback because we thought, you're young, you don't know anything, do you? So... <laughs> Did they prove you wrong? Yes, he did. And he, obviously, because they'd won the money, they had to be very, very quiet about it. Because apparently, if you do, if you do win, and then you tell people before it goes out, they can take the money away. Oh, can they? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. so they phoned up. They were all excited to say they won. Just sort of swore us to silence. And, mm. uh, wow. Well, I've never won any money. As I say, I've been on those two mm-hmm. game shows, but I've never won. Money out the weakest link. I got as far as I could get without winning money. Oh, I got to the head to head thing, and um, yeah, and the chaser didn't win anything, so that wasn't really an issue. But no, uh, I've never won anything except for well, we do win the uh, the pot of the fox and goose every once in a while. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, so, to do the quiz there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I did a quiz at the um, Todd. Uh, Walsden Cricket Club oh, yeah. recently yeah. I've got friends who go there and it was for the Dementia Society <clears throat> and our team won and we won 50 quid mm-hmm. and wasn't used to that you know? yeah. <laughs> I was used yeah. to like a free pint or something you know oh but anyway enough of reminiscing of quizzes oh, although no. I do love it you know to talk some more later um, so what sort of work have you done since moving from New York to well, England? I just sort of basically started applying for all sorts of graduate sort of jobs and ended mm. up starting off with British Telecom and I sort of was in their, one of their finance departments and doing internal audit and well, didn't really get on with the corporate thing and mm. and the internal audit thing was a bit weird because you sort of went around sort of as you're, you know, 22 year old or whatever to talking to people who had been doing the job for 30 years and telling them what they could do better, which sort of oh, was a bit yeah. off-putting for me. So. Yeah, for, for everyone But anyway, concerned. so I sort of gave that up. And then basically, after that, I was, I've was i been doing finance for charities and non-profit organisations oh. ever since. I worked for a housing association, worked for a, uh, a homeless project in Croydon. And then the last 11 years, I was working for the Society for the Protection of Ancient Buildings in London. Oh, wow. I mean, they're all really that. interesting things yeah, in themselves, yeah. aren't you? Think of accountancy. And well, exactly. Being a bit I mean, dry. the thing is, if you do but, sort of something yeah. like accountancy, you can go work anywhere. Yeah. So you do get to know sort of interesting things and interesting people. And sometimes, though, they think, oh, you're the accountant, you're, not, you're just really boring, you're not interested in any yeah. of this, which is sometimes, sort of, mm. you know. And it has meant as well that well, since you've been involved with the U3A, mm-hmm. you've been the treasurer. I have, yes. I came up here. We, I sort of gave up my job. We moved up here. And mm. I sort of told everybody at the time, I'm not going to tell anybody I do finance, so I'm going to <laughs> yeah. do other things. Yes. <laughs> but after a few months, we joined the U3A because um, we we had our friends who moved up to Halifax. And right soon well, after can I just moved... say, for the, for the benefit of anyone listening who doesn't know, the U3A mm. is the University of the Third Age. That's, yeah, okay. Right, Sorry, which, yeah, so... Which we're not... We're supposed to mainly call it the U3A these days because we don't want to put anybody off by the idea of a university. Oh, right, so, or age, that's what it was at first, so... <laughs> yeah, because it isn't a university, it's is It's not. It? It's basically a sort of self-help organisation for right. mainly retired people. And, mm. you know, if you have an interest and you want to do an activity, you just organise it. Mm. And you can set up a group within the, the local U3A. So we have about... Right. 
about 35, 40 different groups going on at the moment, ranging everything from sort of philosophy to card games to sort of walking cricket and sort of all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, uh, certainly worth checking out absolutely. for anyone. So you yeah. became the yeah, so treasurer. Yeah, I had these friends in Halifax and after we do Christmas after we moved up, um, we got invited to their New Year's Eve party and we met some people who were in the U3A and they said, oh, you need to join this. So mm. we did because that was obviously a good way of getting to know people. Yeah. And then a few months later, they put out a call. We really need an assistant treasurer. And I thought, mm. I, could, I suppose I could do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Declare your hand. Yeah, oh. declared my hand, which is... Uh, so now I've been doing that for the last six or seven years now, yeah. being the treasurer. And we're now at the position where I'm looking for an assistant treasurer so we don't, so I don't have to do it forever. So, right, um, yeah. It's just fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you've enjoyed, well, I mean, you still presumably be part of the U3. Oh, yeah, well, I do a you... lot of other things. So, mm. um, sort of, I put, mainly play a lot of games with the U3, Scrabble and cards and board games and uh, mm. various other things like that. And um, there's an art appreciation group. We sort of oh. sometimes talk to each other about art and sometimes go on trips to local galleries. And, that uh, sounds nice. And there is yeah. a quiz group. Is there? Once a month. And... You had me a Scrabble, but now there's a quiz group as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a quiz group. I love Scrabble. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I play uh, with some women friends uh-huh. about once every six weeks or so. Oh, right. And I also yeah. play online, but we play on a board, you know, when we get together. Yeah. So, no, yeah. We, we play um, every other every other Monday in Todmorden. Right. Monday afternoons. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, sorry, I must uh, (laughs) remember that there's people listening. I hope some of this uh, is of interest to you. So does it matter where you live? Is it just for Calderdale or Todmorden? Well, it's called Todmorden U3 because that's where it started. We have a lot of members in Hebden Bridge. I'm not Mm. probably about a third of our memberships in Hebden Bridge. Right. People come from probably as far as Halifax, and we have a few people in Rochdale and Burnley. I mean, it's supposed to be for the people in the Calder Valley because there are U3As all over the place. So mm. it's, it's sort of you know, maybe a thousand different U3As all over the country. So, right. uh, but we yeah. are the, although we're called Todmorden, we're generally open to the Calder Valley and anybody who, you know, feels they can travel to the Calder Valley to take part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Dave and I went to your. AGM recently it just happened to be our first meeting there but um, we were fascinated and there was a man giving a talk on a walk he'd done across Africa which was you know really interesting and not what you expect on a rainy Tuesday afternoon in Todd. <laughs> no, no. Thursday afternoon. Was it Thursday? <laughs> it it <yeah>. is Thursday. <laughs> yes, third, um, so the, usually the third Thursday of every month we have mm. a meeting uh, that's open to all members and we have speakers and a uh, mm. wide range of speakers. Um, sometimes we have people doing, I think our Christmas one, we have coming something, someone coming on to do uh, songs from the Great American Songbook and a Christmassy oh, theme. And lovely. You yeah. sometimes have, yeah, people who've done travels, people who just have just some sort of obscure interest that they like to share with people. And we have yeah. a couple of people who uh, are in charge of finding speakers and they usually play it, do very well at it. Yeah, and in an age of the internet where you could learn lots of things and interact without ever actually meeting mm-hmm. people, it's fantastic to mm-hmm. to have this you know, physical 
place to go to and games to play and people to meet. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people appreciate that, yeah. Although I've said that all during lockdown, we kept the thing going over Zoom because we had our monthly meetings on Zoom with Mm. with speakers and a lot of the groups were going on Zoom as well. Mm. So I think a lot of people got... um, bit of an education in modern technology trying to sort of run their groups sort of yeah, yeah. Uh, during lockdown i yeah. developed a hatred of modern technology well, i, I think, can't be I doing think a lot of zoom. people now just would rather do without <laughs> but we're actually starting yeah. another series of talks on zoom over the next right. couple of months in addition yeah. to the the in-person ones you know people who can't get out on the day yeah i appreciate that yeah when people with disabilities mm, exactly, or whatever yeah, infirmities yeah. can't get out and, and it's mm-hmm. a godsend for them but personally, it's not a thing I would actively kind of pursue, you know. Mm. But uh, no, it's great that there's ways for people to get together and share mm-hmm. their interests. Yeah. So if somebody's interested in coming along to U3A or wants to find more about it, what can they do? Well, I said our, we have our meetings or at the moment at the Central Methodist Church in Todmorden, mm. which are usually the third Thursday of the month at about two o'clock. Please right. come along. We also have a website mm. um, which is u3atod.org.uk. Yeah. So you can go onto there and find out what, what all the groups are up to and what we do. And you can even uh, sign on as a member online mm. these days. Yeah. Gone very yeah. modern that way. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a complete technophobe, <laughs> yes. but I, I prefer to see it as a means to an end yes, rather yes, than the indeed. thing itself. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm sure most people do. Well, thanks for that. It's been really interesting talking to you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. And uh, yes, and I will definitely see you at the next U3A thing I go to. Right. Yeah, so just to recap, the U3A is in Central Methodist Church and then the different groups are in different places. Yes, we meet all over the place and a lot of places, a lot of groups in the... In the field and hall, a lot of the Honest John Cafe. In, mm. um, we play Mahjong in the Golden Lion once a week. Mm. Um, so it's basically anywhere it's got a spare room that's got space for us in the area. <laughs> we, we sort of uh, yeah. tend to colonise. So uh, yeah. Toby, we use, use the Todd College, new Todd College building a lot. And, mm. uh, so, yeah, all over the place we are. But, uh, Brilliant. Thanks, Emily. It's right. been really yes. interesting. So there you go, Emily Watnick, another of the many interesting fascinating people who live in the calder valley so don't forget to click on subscribe or like or follow whichever is the appropriate option on the platform you've been listening to us on and tell your friends if they put real voices of happy valley into their search engines they'll find us too thank you back soon